Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about who you truly are. And who you truly are is love. Well, we don't know that yet, but we're on this eternal journey to discover that. This is a journey of self-discovery. And as we become more and more authentic, we uncover the fact that we are nothing more or less than love. If we're in fear and we're acting on urges to change the conditions, well, we're in fear and we're inauthentic. And that's not who we truly are. And all those experiences accumulate and lead us more on this journey and we begin to process limiting beliefs and raise our vibration and start to see out of the illusion into the truth. And the truth is basically everything in reality is based in love, including us. So who we are is love. And in this episode, Joshua explains that in great detail and the questions go together with this is really fascinating. I think you'll really enjoy it. Before we start, we have a new Ascension experience starting on July 11th, Monday, July 11th. We're putting everyone together for that right now. There'll be people from all over the world doing it as a group and all the different courses. And we get together, uh, we have four calls a week. Uh, there's lots of interaction. We have a private Facebook group. You'll have partners. It's very fun. And it's a great way to get started. You can check that out at theteachingsofjoshua.com and click on the Ascension Experience. And if you want to talk to me about it and discuss exactly what it is and if you're ready for it and all that stuff, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and we'll get together for a quick chat and I'll explain the whole thing to you. Also, we have uh, the new audio book of a perception of reality. That's also at the website under the books. It's just like Audible. You can click on that and you'll be able to access it just like you do an audio book. You can rewind, you can listen to it over and over again. It's fantastic. And Jackie Seiden did the narration for it. It's really brilliant. If you haven't heard that already, it's a great way to get that information. And then please remember to like and subscribe and to leave a review. Reviews are the best thing you can do. Sometimes it's a little hard to leave a review, but if you can figure that out, it's really helpful to us and we appreciate all your support. All right, without any further ado, let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Joshua. What you must remember is you are love. You are nothing more or less than love. Love is what you are in essence, in reality, the truth of who you are. There is nothing other than love in you that you are here on a journey of self-discovery to discover that you are love. And that journey of self-discovery wouldn't be very fascinating if you thought that you were loved the whole time. And so you come in with a set of limiting beliefs, you adopt limiting beliefs, you feel separated from your reality, from other people, from all the things in your reality, and you forget that you are love. And so this journey of self-discovery is remembering once again that you are love. The essence of love, the vibration of love, is the core of who you are. It is the core of your vibration. And so that vibration is always attracting love. But it's always attracting love, not in the way that you would think. You would think that, well, if I had the vibration of love in me, and then anything else that I would attract into my reality would also have that vibration of love, and it would just be pure love. Well, that's not exactly how the system works, because again, it is a journey of self-discovery to discover that you're love. You come from a position of perceiving yourself as a victim, living in fear, trying to protect yourself, and not understanding that you are love. You're seeking the love from outside of you, and you believe that once someone offers you their love, then you will feel love. The love is actually being exuded from that vibration within. And so when you understand that, if you were to understand yourself fully as a being of love, then that love would flow through you from source, from you, from your vibration to all of your reality, and your reality would reflect back that which you are, which is love. What your reality reflects, reflects back now is how you think about yourself how much love you think you are. And so your reality is a perfect reflection of the amount of love that you perceive yourself to be. So the more loving you perceive yourself to be, the more examples of love that you'll receive from your entire reality. Now, it's not to say that everything will be rosy and everything will be great and everything will be abundant and everything will be free. When you get to that understanding of the fact that you are love, when you return to the non-physical, for instance, you'll know that for sure. But you'll want to expand that. You will want to expand your idea of love. And so you'll come back into another physical reality and you'll sift and sort and you'll work it out and you'll interact and you'll have experiences and that experience will always expand you. So if you're having experience in fear, 
that it's also an expansive love-based experience because everything in physical reality is based in love, including every single thing that you fear. All the things that you fear are the illusion which gives context to the truth of who you are. The truth is that you are love. But if you're perceiving it as bad and wrong, living in duality, you're going to think that you need to stay away or fight against or protest against or avoid anything that could cause negative emotion because anything that causes negative emotions is your misperception of love, but you're seeing love as fear. So if you could look at everything and see that everything is right and everything is perfect and everything is good and everyone is on their journey of self-discovery and that who you're hooking up with is a vibrational match to who you are. Everyone that you know in this life you know eternally. They are with you eternally. You've known them for eons. You know them completely. There is no inauthenticity in the non-physical. They are transparent, existing as a readily, easily observable vibration of who they are. Who they are is always based in love. And so in the non-physical, you see everyone in love clearly. There is no doubt, there is no fear, there is no worry, there is no need to protect yourself. You see everyone for who they are. You can do that, you can endeavor to do that in the physical as well. You see it more easily with your children or with your parents because you came from those parents and those children came from you. And you can realize that that relationship you have there with people you've known your whole life, well, that makes sense. Maybe you had this agreement to come in and be the children to your parents and or your children will come in to be the children of you. But what about your friends and your neighbors and your co-workers and even your enemies? Well, they are no different. They are equal. You know them as well. You came for a different experience with them. So the experience of a lover is different than the experience of a child or a parent or a friend or an enemy. And each of those experiences gives you a perception of yourself, of how you're being with them. So if you have lots and lots of friends, that is one experience. And if you have lots and lots of enemies, that's another experience. And if you really, really, really do not like a group of people, that's one experience. And that reflects back or gives you the opportunity to understand who you are and how you're being. Are you being the fullest version of love that you can be? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Are you getting upset? Are you having fun? Are you doing the things that you want to do and you feeling free and abundant? Or are you feeling limited? Are you feeling lacking? All of these feelings are not available in the non-physical. So in the physical, they are reference points to how you're being as a representation of the authentic version of you, which is love. It is interesting to note that you will see this clearly in the non-physical, but there's something in all of you whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, there's something in all of you that have found this information because you want to experience the love that you feel in the non-physical while physical. You want to experience the flow, the flow of love coming through you and out of you, coming into you and out of you, wafting like a wave without regard to the conditions. Unconditional love. So you understand that it's easy to be in love and have fun and be in joy when the conditions are right, when you're perceiving things as good. But when you're perceiving things as wrong or bad or hard or difficult, then it's more difficult or more constraining to feel love in those conditions. And so you want to effort and struggle and control the conditions in order to make it easier and easier and easier to, for you to feel love, to be in a good mood and to do these things. But what if you could do this unconditionally? What if you could love everyone, everything, and yourself unconditionally. Regardless of the conditions, you express love. What would that be? What would that amount to? Well, that would amount to a new vibration. It would amount to a higher understanding of who you truly are. Without needing the conditions to be different than they are, if you could express love freely, without needing to change anything, without seeing anything as imperfect anyway, without seeing the people as imperfect or yourself as imperfect or the conditions or the things in your life or the financial situation. If you could see things clearly, you would be this conduit of love, just expressing love to every aspect of your reality. And then the reality would change. It would form into something new. 
and you would have a new experience with new people and new things and new ideas and new experiences in that reality. It would be new. You would enter new dimensions. You would unlock dimensions that were previously not available to you because you were existing in a lower vibrational state of fear. So every time you do something differently, based on conditions that you don't see as perfect, but you act as if they were perfect, you unlock a new dimension, and you walk easily through into that new dimension. That new dimension, then, is available to all that is. It's available to other people who reach that vibration. It's available in the non-physical to anyone who wants to engage in that dimension. It is the dimension of new. Now, those dimensions cannot be opened from the non-physical. They can only be opened from the physical, from those participating in a new way. All of you are thinking about approaching life in love and acceptance, regardless of the conditions, and this is unlocking new dimensions. Once you unlock those dimensions, they become available for anyone else who is able to reach that vibration. It becomes easier and easier and easier. When you act in a different way, when you think about things differently from a higher perspective, when you understand who you truly are and who everyone else truly is and how this reality actually works, when you realize it's all you, every aspect of it is you, when you see that, then you can experience what you actually want to experience, and this is deliberate creation. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. It's Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi. I... I really enjoy when you come on here and talk to us because I feel like everything that you say is exactly what I'm feeling and I can't say it. Um, but I'm starting to understand more exactly about what you're saying. And one thing that's becoming more clear to me is that I don't want to come out of my negative emotion. I feel like that's me efforting and struggling. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I can't sit in this sadness or I can't sit in this frustration anymore. I need to process my limiting belief quickly. I need to get back to feeling good. But I'm not done feeling bad. So I'm trying to give myself more time to just feel it all out. Like, can you help me through that a little bit, I guess? Sure. Take me to the next step to understand Excellent. more. Well, you said it perfectly. It is the next step. The first step is realizing that there are two emotions, love and fear that you are choosing to perceive emotion as good or as bad. And you relate to those emotions based in the conditions. So if the conditions are good and something nice happens, you use that as an excuse to feel positive emotion and you label it positive emotion. It feels good to you. When something bad happens, it's only bad from your perspective because you're choosing to perceive yourself as a victim and you label that emotion as bad but what's really happening here is that you are conflicted in that moment because you're thinking of yourself as a victim you're seeing yourself as a victim mm -hmm. and that conflicts with who you truly are you are love you cannot mm -hmm. be a victim you are the creator of all this nothing right. can happen to you but you're feeling as if something is happening to you and that's what the feeling is. That's what the disconnect is. You are separating yourself from something that's happening in your reality. And that idea or perception of reality is inaccurate, it's flawed. And your inner self is sending you a message. And you're using that message to say, oh, that thing's bad. That thing's wrong. And so then you receive urges because you're dropped down in the, into the consciousness of fear and you want to change the conditions. Just like if you were to put your hand on a hot stove, you'd want to just knee-jerk react and pull it off without realizing what is actually happening here. So yeah. good, you come along and you say, okay, well, I see that. It's an event, a manifestation event that's pointing out a limiting belief. I was choosing to see, perceive myself as a victim when in fact I'm the creator. And this is why I'm feeling negative emotion without that limiting belief. I could not feel that negative emotion. Mm -hmm. So look at it from the higher perspective and then you'll feel a bit of relief and you'll realize that you were never the victim. And as soon as you realize you're the creator, the negative emotion is gone. So then you use this as a tool. Okay, I don't like negative emotion. So every time I face negative emotion, I'm just going to choose a higher perspective, look at it from that perspective and see myself as the creator and talk myself through it and avoid that negative emotion. Excellent. Because 
By doing that, you are spending less time in the consciousness of fear, and you're less likely to act on an urge based in that fear and change those conditions. Well, if can you, I stop you for a second? Because I you, feel like I'm trying to accept the negative emotion. We're, okay, sorry. We're getting sorry. there. Okay. But what we're saying is how, how this process works. So before coming to these teachings, you are black and white with your emotions and you're blaming the outside conditions, acting as a victim, not knowing you're the creator. Then you realize you're the creator and now you have some tools. You can use the manifestation of that form. You can look at the higher perspective, but you're still trying to get rid of the negative emotion and you're still labeling it as negative and that's why it feels bad because you're still living in duality and in duality, you're essentially perceiving yourself as the victim. This is why negative emotion feels bad. However, once you get to a state of neutrality, which is not happening overnight, it's a process. You're becoming a little bit more neutral, a little bit more neutral. You're able to get there. You're able to see clearly. You're not going for the highs or reacting to the lows. You are being calm, getting to a state of ease. And then you feel an emotion. But because you're so used to labeling emotions, you want to push away the negative emotion. And what we're saying is, the negative emotion is not negative. The negative emotion need not feel bad. If you can sit with an emotion without trying to get up and run out of the room and change things and change conditions or look at it from a higher perspective or anything, just sit with that emotion. Let it stay there. Don't even need to analyze it, but actually feel it. You will feel that it is not actually negative, that it is actually similar to the feeling of love mm. but because that you've been so choosing cool. in the past to say that's bad that's bad that's right. bad i don't want that Run you're just away. getting in a habit of that that's all that's happening so it's a process but look at the journey you've traveled so far coming to see yourself as a victim however you're not a victim you are love not knowing that you're love you had something in your vibration that caused you to want to discover who you are. This led step by step by step to you arriving here and asking this question right now. So you've come a long way. You're seeing that there are emotions that are coming to show you how you're perceiving yourself. They're just indicators of your vibration. They're indicators of whatever that resistance is or whatever those empowering beliefs are. That's all it is. You've been realizing that the negative emotion is just an indicator that you're perceiving yourself in a flawed way. It's not true. And the inner conflict that's going on there is bubbling up. And those emotions are strong within you because like everyone else on this call or who have found these teachings, they're older souls, and they've chosen to come in with higher emotional sensitivity. So the emotions that you feel are extremely intense. Now imagine they that are. you have extreme intense emotions. You have no idea how the system works. This will cause you to want to hide out, to want to avoid going out of your comfort zone, to want to avoid trying new things, to want to avoid putting yourself in any situation that could give rise to any negative emotion, embarrassment or jealousy or any of these things, rejection, failure, loss. Then you come to learn that all of those things, all of the fear that you feel is simply an illusion. And the negative emotion is pointing out the illusion, but so is the positive emotion. It's no different. You mm. see the positive emotion is pointing out the fact to you that you think something is good. And in the thinking of something as good, you're going to gravitate towards those things. Nothing wrong with that. In thinking something is bad, you're going to avoid those things. Nothing's wrong mm -hmm. with that. But because you're emotionally sensitive, you're bumping up and down all day long, up and down, up and down, up and down all day long. And the positive emotions or the things you think are good is still pointing out the illusion because there is no good. There is no bad. There is no right. There is no wrong. Yeah. That's duality. In neutrality, everything is perfect. Everything is right. Yeah. And in neutrality, that's how you discover who you truly are. Now say that you were thinking that lots of money is good. And so every time you got a little money, you felt positive emotion. 
And every time you bought something, you felt positive emotion. And so you tried to get more money. So because every time you made more money, you got that positive emotion again. So you're doing things to, to make more money and make more money. But it's distracting you from your journey of self-discovery. Because you're working hard, you're spending 80 hours a week to make more money. And while that's an expansive experience and it's all well and good, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Because you came here primarily intending to discover who you are in this lifetime, that would have been a distraction. So the things you think are good, that's fine, that's wonderful, no big deal. But it's just as deceiving as the things you think are bad. Because there is no good, there is no bad. Right. Everything is subjective based in your personal mental construct. Yes, right. Now, you're softening that, softening that, softening. Do I really want that? Do I really need that? Do I really need <laughs> validation from outside, even though that feels good when it happens? If you need validation from outside and that feels good to you, you're going to continue that false persona and never really discover who you are in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. But because you have such a strong intention, that's not necessary anymore. It's just mm-hmm. a distraction. So you give all that up and you say, all right, I'm going to be neutral. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. All I want to do is travel my journey of self-discovery. I want to become more and more and more authentic. How do I do that? I have to discard my persona. I have to not worry about the validation coming in from outside or the rejection, either way. I don't have to worry about gaining or losing anything because I'm the creator of it all. I don't have to worry about the future, regret the past, because I created it all. Everything has always worked out perfectly. Everything is perfect now and everything will be perfect. I am love. Everything is love. Therefore, everything, including myself, is perfect. Now, going from that standpoint, the only thing I'm interested in is to discover who I truly am. How do I do that? I become more authentic. I think about how I feel in a state of neutrality. In a state of neutrality, positive emotions are coming through, negative emotions are coming through, but there is no positive, there is no negative, they're just emotions. So now I can feel the positive and the negative and realize I've just been labeling it. It's just emotion. It served a purpose to bring me here, to mm-hmm. sort of get me on track. But now that I'm here, mm-hmm. I don't need to push away an emotion. Mm-hmm. Because the emotion is going to be released. The judgment of the emotion is going to be released. Mm-hmm. Once the judgment of, re- of emotion is released, there cannot be any negative emotion. Because the negative emotion stems from only one thing, your judgment of it. If you no longer say that's a negative emotion, it can no longer be negative. You're the one perceiving it. You have total power over that from a state of neutrality. In duality, you'll keep judging everything, judging yourself, judging others, judging the emotions. In neutrality, you let it flow. You let it flow. And the only thing you're doing in neutrality is waiting for inspiration. Right. And that inspiration is not going to take you to get the positive emotion. Mm. And it's not going to lead you into the negative emotion. It's going to take you exactly where you want to go. Then all the emotions will feel like joy, no matter what they are. They're Mm. all, everything you do will feel satisfying. Everything Mm -hmm. you do will be effective. Everything you do will be aligned with who you truly are and who you truly are is love. So everything you do will be an expression of love. That was next level for me. Thank you so much. I, I feel so much gratitude for you. And I do, I do want to apologize for jumping in and interrupting. That was a beautiful message. And I appreciate everyone and everything so much right now. <laughs> My heart is beating so fast. <laughs> Every I'm single so other person on this call wanted to jump in at the exact same time. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. Who's next? Okay, Joshua. Joshua. Oh. Yes, Margaret. Go ahead. Hi, um, I've been having thoughts about, I guess, PMS, like um, a couple of weeks ago. We, we kind of joke about it every month, like the week before I get my period, we call it danger week because I'm kind of, you know, more prone to like 
getting upset about things or just not feeling good. And I wonder if that's a real thing or if that's just me kind of giving myself an excuse to be irritable and bitchy or, you know, but I really feel possessed by it and kind of like not in control. And it, it doesn't feel good when I kind of let it get the better of me. It can't get in the better of you because it's not in control of you, nor do you need to be in control of it because any effort, any struggle or any attempts to control anything in physical reality is always based in fear. You could be in a neutral state and you could have an emotion waft over you. And that emotion could be what you once called negative. And you could say, I'm not in control here. These emotions are just wafting over me. I have no control. I thought in neutrality, I'd have control. In neutrality, you can't have control because there is no fear. And control is based in fear. Imagine you went two days without eating and you had this thoughts of eating a delicious dinner. Would you say I have no control over my thoughts? You would say it's absolutely natural in this environment to be hungry after not eating for a while. You wouldn't say, oh, I just can't control this. Oh, it's been two weeks since I've eaten. I still get these thoughts of hunger. When is this going to end? You see, you get hungry, you eat. You get honorary, you can be honorary. The thoughts that are coming to you never need to be in control. You can identify them as non-resistant or resistant thought. You can use that as an indicator for where you are generally and how you see yourself. But imagine you saw yourself as a creator of your reality. You were neutral. You were expressing love to everything and everyone. You were unconditional in your love and in your approach to life. You were in joy. And then suddenly the end of the month comes and you have PMS. What would you think then as the creator? Oh, this is happening again to me. Or you'd say, no, there's something in this. There's something in this that's causing me to feel this way or to have this reaction or to want to express myself differently or to want to take it easy or whatever it was. And you would just go with it because you're neutral. You're not trying to control anything. And you're looking at it from, okay, this is just a natural byproduct of being in physical reality. It's part of the system. As a human, you have a chemical makeup, physical makeup, and a body that is supporting you in every way. It might've been your intention to come into this physical reality and to have children. So this is part of that process. It might've been your intention to come in as a man and that wouldn't be part of the process but whatever it was for a man would be natural as well. You have to understand that physical reality is this platform of self-discovery and you chose it knowing full well that there would be these events going on all over and that you would have to identify yourself within the conditions of these events, becoming eventually unconditional to them, which means dropping all forms of control whatsoever. You can't do that yet because you're still in a state of duality, still not truly understanding who you are. And you will always have the limiting beliefs that you brought with you. You will always have the physical body that's helping you survive and navigate. You'll always have the environment that you're in, the weather that you're in. You won't be able to, oh, it's raining. I must be at a low vibration. It's not any part of it needing to be controlled whatsoever. If you were rafting down the river and it was a nice, gentle, smooth, easygoing river. You're going at about a mile an hour, watching the scenery go by. And then all of a sudden it picks up a little bit. And now you're going a little faster. It's a little bit more exciting. There's a little more, more interesting. You'll have to do a little bit more balancing. You wouldn't say, oh, my vibration's low. That's why the river's going fast. You say, no, that's a natural part of this journey on this river to wherever this river leads, just like life. Everything's going to come up. Not everything has to do with how you're perceiving yourself, whether that is a good or bad thing, because it's still duality. So in neutrality, you would say, okay, I'm feeling this way. Let it go through. Let it take its course. No resistance. In the no resistance, it'll be so much more comfortable or less uncomfortable, less painful. In neutrality, if you have a wave of grief come over you, it'll be far less intense 
than if you were in duality and thinking there was something wrong with the system or with the environment or with whatever. Everything that you're going through at every stage of life is for a purpose. It's for this journey. It's for this river raft ride down. Things are going to speed up, slow down. Everything's going to give you a chance to take a new perspective. And in this new perspective, you birthed a new question. And that question may have never been thought the way or asked the way that you've just stated it now. So you've unlocked the potential for all this new infinite intelligence to come through because you're choosing to see it from a higher perspective. Okay, then if I'm raising my vibration, if I'm feeling good, if I'm becoming more neutral, why is my body still performing this way? Why is it still happening? Oh, it's just a natural part of life. It's just a natural flow of the rhythm of life so that things are always, always changing. Things are always changing. You wouldn't want to have the same body that you had when you're 10 years old now. It wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't serve any purpose. And you wouldn't want to have the body that you had at 20 now, even though you think you would. And when you get to 70, 80, 90, 100, if you can go into that age with a robust regard for the life that you're living in ease and joy and always focus on what gives you joy without needing to control anything that you might think is bad or wrong, you will live unconditionally and you will express yourself as you more authentically are, which is a being of love. Thank you. Thank you so much. Excellent. Who's next? I wanted to ask a question. Mira. Hi, Joshua. Hello, hello. Um, you just kind of briefly gla glazed over and mentioned, well, you're just asking the questions. And I just wanted you to speak about the questions themselves. They are, in my mind, so incredibly powerful. And then they can be asked in a powerful way or they can be asked in less powerful way they can open up more or less or they can constrict us or they can actually really give us the answer that we want so i never heard you talk about questions themselves and so would you speak to that bit let's start at the beginning in the beginning source was feeling pure love in an environment that was pure white light and then source asked the question what am i and then the next question that source asked was, what is the source of that question, of that thought, previous thought? And then reality was created to answer that question. So the entire universe, the universe that you experience, was created to ask that one simple question, what am I? Every experience, every consciousness, every other question that's ever been asked is making its way to the discovery or the answer for that first question. That's how powerful the question is. Created everything. Every time you ask a question, you create your own big bang. And so there is always a journey from the asking of the question to the receiving the answer. This sets up a vibrational trajectory. So you, all of you may have asked sometime in your life, there must be more going on here. What is the meaning of this? Who am I truly? Some questions like these. And this all led you on the trajectory that you find yourself here, whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date. So when you go forward, the more limited question will sound something like this. Why is this happening to me? So imagine asking that question. Why is this happening to me? Because you're perceiving yourself as a victim, not as who you truly are. So when you ask the question in a vibration of fear, why is everything always happening to me? you're gonna go on a trajectory to discover why everything is always happening to you. And so you'll see manifestation event after manifestation event after manifestation event. If you then can perceive that the manifestation events are all based on limiting beliefs, then you can work on your limiting beliefs. Or you can get in this trap of momentum and just withdraw, withdraw, disconnect, disconnect, try to protect yourself from negative emotion. If you ask a more empowering question, how is this for me? Then you're taken on another journey to see how everything is working out for you because you are the creator of your reality. Much more powerful. Most humans ask questions from the perspective of themselves as victims. How do I fix this? How do I solve this? How do I get more of what I'm lacking? How do I get more freedom because I'm lacking freedom? I'm feeling limitation. 
Why is this happening to me? Those types of fear-based questions. Now imagine you ask only love-based questions. How can I express my love more? How can I serve? What am I here to explore? What would be a more interesting exploration? What is the most interesting thing I can do now? What's the most exciting thing I can do now? How can I express my love to this person who is in fear right now? How can I be more in alignment with who I truly am? How can I know myself more? All of these are empowering questions, but unless you realize that you're the creator of your reality, you're not gonna be inclined to ask those questions. If you think that you're the victim, you're gonna ask, how do I protect myself? How do I save myself? I'm drowning, how do I save myself? Well, imagine that you are drowning, and you say, how do I save myself? Not gonna be very easy. You're in the midst of panic. There's not much you can do. But imagine that you're thriving and you say, how can I save others? How can I express my love? How can I be there for others? What can I do to serve? When you ask, who am I? Well, this is the fundamental question you ask coming in. The vibration of that question is in the core of who you are. So prior to coming in, you ask the question, who am I? And boom, you find yourself in a physical life. And you're, the entirety of your life is answering that question. The entirety of everyone's life is answering that question. That's a pre-birth question. The vibration of that question is inherent. And so the answer is another vibration. And they're attracting to each other. So every single condition that you faced in your entire life, every difficulty, every achievement, every experience you've ever had was part of that trajectory to discover who you truly are, who you authentically are, while living a physical reality. So you don't really have to ask any other questions because that question predominates them all. But along the way, you're gonna feel resistance or you're gonna feel like you're thriving or you're gonna feel like you need some help or whatever it is. And if you choose to, you can ask questions that support your journey along the way to make it more effective, to be in more joy, to experience more abundance and freedom, as long as it's not distracting from this overall journey because you set this whole thing up. From the infinite intelligence that you were able to receive from the non-physical, you knew exactly what was right for you. And so each of you have a unique question. Who am I? Because you are all unique aspects of source. The answer is you are love. Now that journey from who I am to who, to I am love is going to be fascinating if you can see it from the higher perspective. But when you're looking at it from the limited perspective, in order to discover who you are as love, you're going to have to first discover who you're not. And so most humans are going out there discovering who they're not. Those of you who are listening to these teachings are realizing that you're getting closer and closer and closer to discovering who you truly are, and that's the only thing you really want to do. Discover who you are, and then help others discover who they are. Discover who you are as the fountain or the source of love in your reality, and then wash others with that love unconditionally. You'll notice that when you are behaving that way or thinking of yourself in that way, you're gonna feel positive emotion. Think about expressing your love unconditionally to everyone you know. Does that idea resonate with you? Of course, because it's fully aligned with you. You can't always do it because of the conditions. Your perception of the conditions are reflective of limiting beliefs. That's all that is. Process those limiting beliefs, prove that they're not true, then you understand yourself more. Isn't that an interesting thing? You find these teachings, you want to express your love unconditionally, you want to accept everyone, you want to accept whatever's going on in the world, you can't always do it, when you can't do it, you feel negative emotion. The negative emotion is pointing out a limiting belief. You process the limiting belief. You go through an experience and you know yourself more. It works perfect. It's a perfect system. It's a brilliant system. Yeah, thank you. So, so the questions are really the vehicle of creation. This is how we create. This is how we know ourselves, right? Yeah. Exactly. The questions set up the trajectory, the experiences, the manifestation events, and and things that you manifest along the way, people you encounter, all of that 
is your journey of self-discovery, how you know yourself. The question's inherent in who you are, so there's nothing really you have to do. But if you're having difficulty along the way, if you're feeling negative emotion, if you're confused, then you can ask more empowering questions. And those will give you little guardrails on your journey, make it a little bit smoother, but you're still gonna have the experiences you intended to experience. You're gonna still have all those things that you wanted to come forth for this experience. Now, you must realize this experience that you think lasts a lifetime is but a blink of an eye for the non-physical. The things you think are horrible and terrible and the worst things ever, are just emotions for the non-physical, just feelings. In the non-physical, you're not feeling the feelings you feel in physical, but your inner self is feeling them with you all along the way and is excited to feel any emotion that you're feeling. Doesn't matter what you're feeling because your inner self is living in neutrality. And so to your inner self, the worst feeling you've ever had in your life was just as good as the best feeling. They're all different feelings without labels and they're a way to feel. Sort of like going on a roller coaster ride. You go on that ride for what? For the feeling, for the thrill. Now, there's fear in there as well, but somehow it's still fun. In fact, the scarier it is, the more fun it is to some people. And then when you're done with the ride, you feel exuberant, exhilarated, and relieved, because you made it. <laughs> Who would put themselves through it? Well. Everyone who's ever ridden a roller coaster has, and everyone who's lived a physical life has. But you keep thinking you're stuck on the roller coaster. You're not stuck at all. You think the roller coaster is predefined. No, you can choose how you perceive the roller coaster to go. And the same thing with your life. And if you want to smooth it out a little bit, if you want to, then just ask empowering questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Who's next? I have a question. This is Autumn. Hi, Autumn. Hi. So I've been thinking more deeply about desire and I feel a little hung up because I would say that desire is the essence of human life and typically in this state of duality, which we came to experience as human beings, fulfilled desire usually leads to joy. Unfulfilled desire leads to misery. And I've been noticing when my desires come, is this coming from inspiration? Is this coming because I think I'm lacking something and I want something? But my greater question is, how does desire fit into the framework of neutrality? Because if, if the goal here, if every human being's ultimate desire is to know their unbounded self in the physical, from a place of sitting in the seat of neutrality, what do we do with these desires and why are they important? Why then follow it if the neutral self doesn't doesn't need it necessarily. Do you see what I'm saying? It 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 feels a bit like a paradox, which it is. <laughs> we'll start with desires, human-made desires. You desire to be validated by your peers, receive an award. So you effort and struggle and you try to make what they like and do what they like and you create a persona that they like, you're nice to them. You're trying to achieve this desire, say an award at work. You want to get employee of the month. So you're being the best version of you that you can be, but that version is inauthentic and you lose the award. You don't get it. You feel a feeling of disappointment, which is showing you, you have a limiting belief and you're perceiving reality as an illusion. Let's say you win the award. You feel positive emotion that you won the award, but it's not satisfying because you did it inauthentically. It wasn't a true desire. It was based in needing validation from the outside. It wasn't aligned with who you truly are. It was not a desire based in love. Maybe you felt good while you're up there and people are applauding and a minute later, you're back to feeling the same old way. So imagine that your one true desire is to express your love unconditionally, experience true freedom, true abundance, and expand your knowing of yourself in joy. Anything that you're doing that aligns with that is gonna feel satisfying. You are gonna go on a journey of self-discovery. You're gonna understand yourself more and more and more with each experience that is based in authenticity. As you express more love, you'll receive more inspiration, you'll gain more clarity, you'll take more action, you'll analyze the fear, you'll realize 
Most of your fears are irrational and you'll push past the fear to act on inspiration. You'll become more calm, more at ease. You'll start to give up the things you think you want. You'll start to react less to things you think are bad. You'll become more neutral, more neutral, more neutral. And let's imagine you get to this place of absolute neutrality, pure calm, pure ease, pure understanding, pure clarity. In that neutral space, where are your desires? Where are your preferences? Where are your ideals? Where are your attachments to outcome? They're all softened to such extent that they are no longer distractions. So what's left? Your pre-birth intention. Your intention to express your love, to experience true freedom and true abundance, and to expand your knowing of yourself in joy. That's what's left. In that neutral space, all of the inspiration that you get, all of it, will be actions, ideas, steps you can take to expand that understanding without distraction. You'll understand that everything that comes to you is for you, that if accolades and money and fame and fortune and all these things come on your journey of self-discovery, then that's part of your journey of self-discovery. And if they don't come, they're not going to benefit that journey of self-discovery. All that's left is your pre-birth intention, your true desire, without any distractions. Does that, that make is, sense? I'm just jumping in because that makes so much sense to me. And um, and because I know we're sort of getting to the end, and I wanted to, and so I hope I'm not jumping, Autumn. Do you need to say anything in response to that? It, it does make sense to me. I, I guess I get a little stuck in the trappings of, I feel like I've let go of so much of that desire, especially as a performing artist. Of course, you want the recognition, blah, 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 blah. And I don't even want that and don't feel it as much in my vibration anymore. And yet I'm like, and I want to expand. I want to express my love. I want to be of service. And I'm like, doing what? <laughs> doing what? Really? Can, can my, my question might be, might be helpful then. Excellent. I, before we end, um, would really like you to go back to something you said earlier about being a fountain of love, washing, washing over others. And um, it just gave me such goosebumps. And I'm just wondering if you can expand on what that felt experience is. It sounds to me like that's what being a blended being is like the fountain of love. So, um, Maybe if you chat about that, that might um, also answer Autumn's question. Perfectly, because exactly what you are asking here is going to be the answer to Autumn's question. When you get to the state of neutrality, realizing more fully who you truly are, that your only desires are to be that fountain of love, that expression of source consciousness through you as a conscious, aware, awake human being that nothing outside of you is separate from you, that no one is anything other than love, except they may be honorary or acting out or in fear. But you can accept them in the physical as you accept them in the non-physical. When you get to the state of neutrality, it'll be very easy to see who they truly are despite their behavior, despite their opinions, despite their fears. All of that stuff is based in fear. It'll be very easy for you to see that everyone else on the planet is in fear and they're hooked up to a stream of consciousness based in that fear and they're receiving urges to change conditions. The earlier versions of you living in duality will want those people to be different so that you can feel better. The neutral version of you will have no judgment on that, therefore no inner conflicts about that. You've been African struggling to get what you think you lacked this entire time, this entire lifetime, this entire previous lifetimes. This is what you know. You know this. You have learned this. You've been taught this. You know that you have to have a persona and to let that go would involve some risk of people rejecting you. You know this. This is all in you. And you can soften it and soften it and soften it, but it's still going to bubble up whenever you're triggered by someone else's actions or opinions or your, even your own thoughts. But as you get to the state of 
more neutrality, softening, 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 you're going to say, how do I do what I'm supposed to be doing? How do I serve? How do I go on my journey of self-discovery? How do I expand in joy? How do I express love? And exactly what am I supposed to be doing? And we say the inspiration will come. And then you say, well, I'm still wanting to get those things I thought I wanted before that I lacked. That still would be nice. And we're saying it's inspiration. Do whatever you can in the moment. doesn't matter. Do whatever you can. If you're still chasing that dream, but now you're doing it from a more neutral state, you're going to be highly effective in that. Also look at your natural talents and attributes. You can sing, you can write, you can read, you can speak, you can bring friends together, you can organize, you can do all these things. You have a natural talent. Each of you has these natural talents. You can translate, you can do these things. How did you get these talents? Did you really effort and struggle to get them or were they always there? And then as you get more neutral, other talents will come through. You'll start to see more clearly. You'll start to have intuition and and empathic abilities will come online. These are your natural talents. You chose those natural talents because when you came to discover who you truly are, became more neutral, you knew that they would come online to be of service. Of service means you are expressing love in your way with your natural building talents in absolute joy. It's not going down to the homeless shelter and mopping floors. That's not your talent. It is whatever gives you the greatest joy. The greatest joy. Gary could be at a poker table and could be livening up everyone's mood there, just being pure love. And that would cause a ripple effect in the entire room. And people would just be laughing and having fun and telling stories. That's how he could serve in that environment because it's really what he's is passionate about and enjoys. So everything that you are passionate about, everything you enjoy, is for this greater good, this ripple effect. How you serve is to be this example of alignment and neutrality. And you'll be inspired, and it will fit perfectly with everything you love to do and everything that you happen to be great at. That's what this is all about. Thanks. Excellent. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest question they can think of? Alette. Alette, do you have a silly question? I don't have a silly question, but I I noticed your referral to the translation. Uh, I don't know if it's still my my thing to do. If you're inspired to do it. Yeah. If you're not inspired to do it, it's not your thing to do. Still still working on the the bootcamp uh, translation and the books. Excellent. Now, does that give you joy or is it effort and struggle both and what's the joy part of it for you you're translating a book from english into dutch you are understanding that this is perfectly aligned with who you truly are it's interesting to read it as you're going through it you're gaining more information your vibrations rising and you're doing it because you know it will be something of benefit for others who aren't proficient at English and speak Dutch. That's the joy part. And it's a natural talent of yours. What's the hard part? The struggle is that in, when translating I'm and reading back what I translated, I think what will people think when reading my translation? Excellent. So this is a perfect example of needing validation to be of service. <laughs> needing people to approve you before you're of service. But the people aren't even there yet. You're thinking about future people. You're worried about criticism and rejection like everyone else would be. But the actual activity that you're involved in is easy and effortless as long as you want to do it. As long as you have the time to do it and you're in the mood, it's easy and effortless to do it. The difficulty comes up or the manifestation event comes up when you think about other people reading it and believing it should be different than it is, or saying you made a mistake here, or this word isn't the right word, or you should have used that word. How was your career as a translator? Was it similar to this? Uh, Yes. Only because you were worried that someone (laughs) would come back and say, this is wrong 
You should have had this word. You should have done it differently. You were in fear of rejection. And how long did you have that career? <laughs> For 16 years. And how many times were you fired because you were wrong? Never and no complaints. <laughs> so can you see that all of your limitations are self-imposed? Yes, I, I can see it, but how to get rid of it? Sure. So imagine you're in an airplane, you're flying at 30,000 feet, and you have this inspiration to jump out. Well, you're not going to do it because you're going to be in fear that you're going to explode when you hit the ground. So you incorporate a device. You get a parachute. You jump out of the plane. You get the sensation of flying. And then when the land starts creeping up, you hit the cord and you're safely floating down to earth. So the device allows you to overcome your fear to do what you're inspired to do. So what would a device be when translating this book? Where you couldn't face any rejection or ridicule or anything. What device could you incorporate? I don't know. You could just leave your name off or choose another name or say anonymous. Make up a name. Yeah. And then who would care? So imagine now that I, as you translate this. Oh, how come? Because you want the you want the <laughs> I want it glory. to be perfect. Yeah. You want no, the glory. I want it to be perfect. <laughs> it will be perfect because it's coming from you and you are perfect. Now, if it's not coming from you, who's it coming from? I hope from the universe. Well, great. But if you're not going to push past your fear and you're going to sit in front of that keyboard and you're not going to type out that translation because you're in fear of what other people think and you want it to be perfect because you care what they think, then what are they going to criticize if it doesn't come from you? See, it's your creation. And yes, you might get some criticism, but you might get some love as well. You might get some, some accolades. You might get some bravos. You might get some true, deep appreciation. You might change people's lives. This might be in translation now, and someone finds it 100 years, and it changes their life. And it would not have happened had you not been able to push past your fear. Just like every other manifestation or every other inspired idea that, you, that anyone ever has, ever. All the creations came from an inspired idea where someone was willing to push past their fear. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you, Yay, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, thank you Joshua. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye, all. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. It was really fun. It was powerful as I went back and edited it and listened to it again. There's so much there. This is one of those ones I think it's probably my favorite so far. And you'll need to listen to it a couple times to get what's in there. You know, when I'm channeling this stuff, it goes by real quick and I don't really catch it. But when I go back and listen to it later, I get all the benefit of what's been told. And so this one I think was my favorite so far. Let me know if you agree. You can leave a comment. That'd be awesome. And leave a review and that sort of thing. That's really cool. We have a new Ascension Experience course starting on July 11th. That's about two and a half, three weeks from now. So uh, we're getting everyone together. It doesn't matter where on earth you are. You can participate. We do it all through Zoom. And... Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you speak English perfectly or not. We have people from everywhere. So it's really cool to get together and you'll make a lot of friends and be in the community of like-minded people. So really the next step is for you to do some experience like this. This is the extension experience and words don't teach experience teaches you, you know, raise your vibration through listening to these podcasts and reading books and watching videos, but really it's that experience that teaches and the extension experience is this, you know, really well-rounded set of tasks and assignments and daily spiritual practice and meditation and being on the calls, it really accelerates your spiritual journey. And uh, the most common thing everyone says is, I can't imagine my life having not done this. This is what every single person says. So, you know, push past your fear and at least take a look at it. your next step. The next logical step is to take a look at the website at the teachings of joshua.com and click on the essential experience and you know browse around there and then if you are you know want some more information want to talk to me that'd be great too you don't have to you can order it right there or you can get on a call with me and i'll explain it in detail 
And those calls are my most fun thing to do. So I really enjoy getting together with people that I haven't met before and discuss where you are in life and if you are ready for the next step and that sort of thing. And by the end of that call, you'll know exactly if you're ready or not. Also, uh, check out the audiobook Perception of Reality. That's really, really cool. It's a game changer. It's so much more fun, I think, listening to a book than reading it. <laughs> I really don't read books anymore, but I do listen to lots of books on, on Audible. And this one is set up right from the website. So it uh, goes to an Audible-like player so that you can do it that way. That's the only place you can get it. It's exclusively on the website. And again, that's the teachings of Joshua.com. And remember again to share this podcast with your friends, share it on Facebook. You definitely know someone out there who could benefit from this information. They're coming into your life. If you're raising your vibration, you're meeting new people. You may not talk about it, but people are interested. You just say, hey, have you heard the law of attraction? Or have you heard of Joshua uh, or me? And you can you know, build friends. It was funny. One of the people who's in the Ascension experience put a Facebook page, uh, a Facebook ad out for her mattress and the person who showed up to buy it was another person in the Ascension experience. So this is happening all over the world. It's really a fun thing. And people are you know, making new friends and traveling the world and seeing each other. So it's very cool. Plus people's passions and interests and talents and all that stuff start to come online. And they get this amazing amount of inspiration. And they're not afraid to push past fear anymore. So they act on a lot more inspiration. It really leads to this higher experience of life. So thanks again for being here. And we'll see you next time. Bye.